Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, a brand new show from the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us on our inaugural episode. This is actually a show that came about from our new position as tech coach in Westwood Regional School District, where really teachers are coming up and saying, how do I do things? I need an app for this. What kind of things can you recommend for our classroom? I am excited to turn some of these questions and the questions that you've been bringing to me over at TeacherCast.com net to this show the way the show is going to work is we're going to come up with a, a, a five to maybe 10 15 minute long audio conversation here maybe bring in a guest for a really short segment here maybe answer one question maybe answer two questions if you're interested in joining the show we certainly hope you can of course reach me on twitter at teachercast leave me a voicemail ask your questions over at teachercast.net slash voicemail and of course this show is going to be archived over on teachercast.net slash itunes where we always welcome your feedback and creating shows like this really does have a combination of audio and video. And our first question today comes in from one of our listeners to a recent tech educator show. They're asking about green screens. You see, for the longest time, I had a green screen behind me on our show and on all of our broadcasts. And the question was, what do I do in my classroom and in my studio to create a green screen? Is it easy? Do I need software? Do I need heavy things? To answer this question, I have brought on Tech Coach and my co-host from the Tech Educator Podcast, Mr. Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jeff. Excited to talk about green screens because green screens are one of the easiest ways we can get students to do some very high production work that carries a lot of content information. Now, tell, tell me a little bit about this here, because when I have my green screen set up, it's, 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 it's huge. We have poles, we have canvas, we have clamps. What do you need to have a green screen working effectively? If you have a bulletin board or something that you can push a thumbtack into and about three feet wide of bright green felt, that can make be enough to make it work. You can even use smaller pieces and your green screen becomes kind of like a magic window where you've got, and I've seen this done also, where you just take some felt and put it inside a frame. And then you could have a student stand next to this framed piece of green felt and you could have the PowerPoint presentation that they were working on or the Mona Lisa or whatever show up where that block of green felt is. I think those are two great ideas. You know, Also, recently I was down working with a school on their broadcasting studio. They painted their entire wall what literally is called green screen paint. That green screen paint is nice. Disney uh, Paints has a Buzz Lightyear color that works really well for green screen. What kind of finish did they have on that paint, Jeff? Was it a flat or eggshell? I think it was. I I, I think it was a flat finish. Um, you know, when you are working with green screens, I'll tell you firsthand, lighting is important. If you have the sun coming in and the sun is coming in through, say, mini blinds or something of that sort, you are going to get some lighting things. So, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing uh, with, with lighting is important. But if you are in a closed environment, say like a classroom, you can work around that pretty well. But really, Sam, what it comes down to is how do you record this stuff? Should I record it on a video camera? Should I record it on a Chromebook, on an iPad? Is green screen something that can be done during the production? Or do I have to worry about it in post-production? And you seem to have a great solution for how classroom teachers can handle green screen. 
Definitely. You can do it a lot of different ways, but the simplest way, if you have iPads available, is using the green screen app by Doink. And this app's been around for a couple of years, but it just had a really significant update. In the new version of the app, it's a lot easier to trim, edit, and uh, copy and paste files inside of the app. So you can actually copy a source from one layer to another. There are three layers of video and uh, images available in the green screen app. And it now not only works on iPads, but it'll also work on iPhones. So if you have, you know, smaller iOS devices, it's handy there too. So Sam, as far as putting all of this together, would this be a task that the teacher can run or are these apps really at the point where younger elementary students can handle this type of technology? My fifth graders are independent on the green screen app. Younger than that, they might need a little bit of help making sure they plan everything out and get everything set up correctly and, you know, are able to troubleshoot. But it is, although it's a powerful app, it is not overly complex to use. So I really advocate using it, you know, as young as second grade. Um, younger than that, it's difficult to abstract the different layers of video. Now, I'm looking at some of the statistics here. And again, over on our website, over at teachercast.net, we're going to have a whole area for this podcast and for these blogs. But it says here that this app is supporting the 1080p HD video at 1920 by 1080 resolution. Now, I'm not going to ask you to explain all that. But my question for you, Sam, is does it matter what type of phone you have? Does it matter what type of iPad? Are we only talking the latest technology? Or let's say you did have an iPhone 5, 5S, maybe even an old iPod Touch. Could this technology work on those devices? It's a good question. Um, the older, I think it's going to really rely on whether or not you have iOS 9 running. I think this is an iOS 9 dependent app. I'm not 100% sure on that. But um, you can always try it out. I have I have an iPad 2 that I doubt will be able to run it very effectively just because of the amount of processor power it takes. But, you know, the iPad minis, those should be fine. The iPad Airs should be totally fine. The third generation, fourth generation, those should all do this fine. The iPad 2s, they might do it. You can always try. That's great, Sam. And you know, thank you out there for bringing that question to us. We, of course, are here on Ask the Tech Coach to help answer your questions. If you have any questions for us, we love it if you reach out to us by voicemail over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Or, of course, you can email your questions in at feedback at teachercast.net. And, of course, we love it when you check out our iTunes feed over at teachercast.net slash iTunes and leave us a comment or even leave us some questions. Sam, before we leave, where can we get a hold of all the great stuff that you're doing in your neck of the woods? You can always find me at mypaperlessclassroom.com. And on Twitter, I am at S-A-M-P-A-T-U-E. And don't forget, on Sunday nights, we have the live Tech Educator Podcast at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, only on TeacherCast.tv. Thanks so much for joining our first episode of Ask the Tech Coach. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.